Hello and welcome to SCN for the month of December, which means the end of the year is coming, which means we have to do what every other podcast does and talks about the year, this horrible, horrible long year. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll explain a little bit more on that, but uh, we've got a full crew tonight. Jesus here with uh, also Ryan. What up? And Rex. End of the yeet. <laughs> Rex is joining us tonight as well. Hey. And also, Nurse is back. Hey, y'all. Ah. Anyways, um, let's get right into it. We're going to uh, do media of 2018 because, of course, people like pop culture and, yeah. So, um, let's start off with the small screen TV shows. Um, did anybody actually watch TV, like a TV show? I watched mostly what I did this year, and it was such a good year for tv it was stupid well, like I'm, i felt well, like no no wait hold on i'm looking at like some of the lists that we have some of things listed that we have on here and it's all digital streaming stuff i oh, didn't I add to the list because i'm dumb but <laughs> some of the best stuff that i watched was on like linear tv like jesus christ okay i did want to and i'll try to like keep it quick and everything American Crime Story, the Versace Gets Shot one, was one of the best things I've ever seen on TV, period. It was fucking stupid how oh, good yeah, that that's... show was. Wasn't wasn't this year, like, when Lifetime was dropping a ton of movies? Lifetime did drop a ton of movies. That was on FX. Like, that was an actual, like, that's the thing. Like, it was at the beginning of the year, and nobody really watches Ryan Murphy shows, I guess, and talks about them. So it, there wasn't a lot of discourse around it, but... Jesus Christ, that was, like, I would put that up there with, like, Twin Peaks Season 3 is just one of the best things I've ever watched on TV. It won a couple Emmys, which was good and well-deserved. Fun thing about Ryan Murphy shows, when he just comes up with the idea and general aesthetic and hands it off to someone else, it winds up usually being a lot better than the shows that he has, like, a more direct hand on, like, American Horror Story or... That other, the 911 show on Fox, like, Jesus Christ, the cinematography was better than any movie that I saw this year, by far. And, of course, uh, Riverdale, which you talk about a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do talk about Riverdale a lot, so I'm going to keep that to a minimum. That is good for different reasons. I wouldn't say it's, like, a legitimately good tv show it's trash like i I mentioned in the group chat earlier that show is trash but it knows it's trash and it's a lot of fun trash versace was not a very fun show to watch sometimes but it was difficult to watch especially the way andrew conanon died in real life i haven't seen but yeah and the way they build up to it because they tell the story like backwards like, without spoiling too much, they tell the story backwards. Like, they start with the murder, and then they kind of, like, go through, like, Andrew Cunanan's life and Versace's life, and they just kind of go backwards from the murder, and it just kind of... That sounds super interesting. I oh, it's so good, and it's not on... The thing that really sucks about it is after it aired, the only streaming service it's on is uh, FX Now, which is where FX makes you pay, like, $5 more to watch FX shows without commercials. That and The Simpsons. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, there's not real, And there's no physical media release yet. So it's pretty much... Not only has it pretty much been forgotten since it, since it aired, but there's not really a good, easy, legal way to watch it except for paying $5 more for FX now. But it is... It, uh, it's worth it. It is 
ugh, nothing I watched this year topped it in terms of quality, except for maybe Devil Man Cry Baby. Jeez, I forgot that was this year too. But that was this year too. That was this year too. That was at the very beginning of the year. Devil Man was really good. Um, Yeah. God, was that seriously? It feels like it came out such a long time ago. Yeah, that was was back in January. Yeah, no, Netflix knocked it out of the park with a bunch of like all their new anime projects, uh, including Castlevania. But is that really anime? Um, Uh, No. uh, No, I mean, mean, it's anime inspired. It's animation inspired. It's animation. yeah. I mean, season two, okay, so you can kind of tell that their budget is kind of not as much as season one because they they took a lot of shortcuts in the animation, but the storytelling is amazing. Oh, yeah. It keeps on being amazing. It, introduced, um, it builds up to a crescendo, which it kind of pays off the stuff that you you saw. Because, like, the first season was four episodes, and you're like, let's go get Dracula, and you're like, that's it? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I literally I literally went and checked the my episodes list. I'm like, oh, it's only four episodes. But they do a, a great payoff and a great setup for season three. And then all the new characters are great, um, and the, the chemistry between the three people, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm still sad they don't have that pirate from Castlevania 3, but I was... <laughs> But that that Viking vampire was pretty awesome. I yeah. still have not watched season two of Castlevania yet, but I heard they're tying it into the PS2 games now, which I think is really interesting. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, it's it's a uh, it, it's, it's, it's it's worth it's a ride. It, it is. It is. Did you watch the first season? Yes. Oh yeah. No, you just just watch it. You'll probably burn through it in a couple of sittings. I mean, it's like it's more episodes. I think it's eight. But yeah, it's, it's eight on the second season. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to it. This let is like the let last... me just put it this way: you like Warren Ellis, right? Yes, I love him. This is vi- Warren Ellis at his best. This is this is why okay. I like this show because it's like an anime. Since Warren Ellis wrote it, there's a lot of great dialogue which you don't really see in anime. Yeah, at least yeah, not you really jobs. don't. Yeah, not the, yeah. The reason I haven't gotten around to it yet, though, is this last half of this year was so backloaded with good TV. It was fucking stupid. Like, I mean, uh, in the middle of the year, they also had BoJack, which I think deserves a mention. I think, is this the final season for BoJack? No, they've got another one coming. Yeah. And they'll probably run it forever. Like, uh, the guy, I can never remember his name, uh... The guy, the creator is planning on, because uh, he originally wanted it to only be like a handful of seasons, but apparently now he's wanting it to run for like a decade. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, if you've seen... I think BoJack has enough issues for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If <laughs> yeah. there's one cartoon that I would want to watch for a decade, it would be BoJack, because they've shown that they can kind of like continue building these characters with enough with enough uh, depth to kind of like keep it going and keep it going and keep it going and check in on them at various points of times in their life. And most live action shows can't even do that. Well, <laughs> also what the, 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 one of the great episodes in season five was when they were, they kind of, I don't know if they said sorry, but they were like, Hey, look, we know that Diane is voiced by a white person mm-hmm. and they made her go to Vietnam and felt totally removed from it. Which is kind of be like, oh, hey, you know, sorry. And here's a, this episode where where Diane has an identity crisis because of it. 
also free churro was easily the best single episode of tv that i've seen this year if not ever i was like wait a minute this is all gonna be all talking and then i'm like then i was just totally pulled into it for like the first five minutes i'm like it can't be all just all talking and it was, but I was like totally enthralled by it. <laughs> Every fucking high school and college like drama teacher is gonna have to sit through so many inferior renditions of that monologue yes. for like at least the next decade. <laughs> and you know what? I still think that Bojack is an underrated show because it's not not a lot of people watch it. Well, yeah, not a lot of it's not mainstream or so to say. And it's so hard to describe it to like let's say my coworkers and it was like, dude, it's a show with animals and they kinda like tune me out. Yeah, and uh. even like people that should be the target audience of it, like I, there's a lot of like very anti Bojack sentiment on the internet, I've noticed. Yeah. And they're like, haha, I can relate to the show with the alcoholic horse. Ha ha and it's like people just don't even want to get it, which is their loss because it is one of the most consistently well-written shows on television, like right now. Like, wait, I, wait, people make the haha. I relate to the drunk horse as like an anti-sentiment because I kind of make it, and then I laugh a little bit, and then I cry because it's true. Yeah, yeah. no, people that haven't seen it make fun of the people that watch it with that. Yeah, because I mean, they think, think like, we're all relating to. Bojack the character and not like it's kind of like with Rick and Morty fans how like they're they don't get it and they're like haha I relate to Rick they're like haha why would you want to relate to Bojack when you can relate to Rick yeah no one wants to and they're missing the point of the show it's the it's the perfect photograph it's the perfect photograph of like a damaged human being or basically any human being yeah here's the thing. Bojack, you can see yourself in any of those characters. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. And, and and sometimes you don't want to because you're like, holy shit, the show is treating this character like crap, but it's me. People in um, and who, who who think that they're Rick are deluded because they are not Rick. No. They cannot be Rick. I, I think, I think yeah, more, it's more I, like you can see there's every aspect of Bojack is a person. Like you can mm-hmm. see yourself no matter who you are as a part of Bojack because – you know, in the end, we're all flawed, you know, mm-hmm. but you hate that. You hate being shown that because it makes you hate yourself even more, but you yeah. can't stop watching because it's a train wreck. What a good show. It is. Yes. <laughs> what a good fucking show. Like, and we were talking about Bojack. I'm trying to think of like all these other things I watched this year and all I can think of is what a good show. What a good show. And that's a good sign for like tv like god we're so overwhelmed with good shows like i'm just running down the list like chilling adventures of sabrina was really fucking great um atlanta uh marvelous miss mazel if y'all haven't watched that yeah that's on amazon prime Mm -hmm. okay which i mean you have to give bezos money and that sucks but that we just just gonna get our money anyway (laughs) exactly uh ria and i just finished the second season of that last night and it Oh God, that! Oh, the latest season there. of Venture Brothers is also. Oh God, fast. was that this year? I forgot about that. Yeah, that was just, this year. Yeah, it didn't yes. finish. Uh, yeah, it was about like a month ago. It was like or maybe so. like two months ago. Holy shit! It is. It is. It is so good. Um, I need to catch up on that. It. It just. It. 
do you the Venture Brothers creators always will find a way to surprise you with revelations. Mm-hmm. And while I think the ending of this is I don't know if it's weak, kind of weak because it, you you see it coming. Anyone who 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 is a um, a fan of the show will see the end of this season coming. But still, it is the ride is fantastic. Yeah, oh my just, god! I think it's because of the fact that you're heading towards that revelation and. The characters have no clue. They're clueless about it. You know it. Yes, everyone and, knows it. <laughs> you're just paid... waiting for that just moment, and yes. oh, it was really good. And... Also, I just had to look this up. Speaking of Adult Swim, Joe Para talks with you was this year, and for some reason, I thought that was last year, even I though it that aired was really this summer. Good. I need to see that. Honestly, that it's up there. Like it's gonna take some time to digest, but right now, I put it up there with. Moral Oral and Tim and Eric is like one of my top adult swim shows ever. I binged the first season in one sitting, which is easy to do because it's also every episode's only 11 minutes long. But I binged the first episode in one sitting, Rhea and I watched it, and then I watched it at least three more times that week. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I watched it, I watched parts of it again the other night with Jimmy like a week or two ago because, uh, one of our other friends was telling him about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I fucking love that show, and I put it on, and, God, it just does not get old. And Joe Para, like, the character he plays is supposed to be, like, a young grandpa, basically. He's in his, uh, like, I want to say he's in his late 20s, early 30s, but he does, like, the wholesome old guy thing so well, it's stupid. Mm. And also Adult Swim aired, and I don't think any of us finished watching this. Adult Swim aired not one but two FLCL sequels this year. What the fuck? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did, uh, you know what? I Yeah, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's I, the thing about 2018. 2018 is so long that we almost forgot that all the stuff that happened, didn't it? And yeah, it was I mean, so packed like... stuff. Ed Gretzko was this year, too. And I remember we all freaked out about that for, like, a solid week and then we were like on to the next thing because there were <laughs> other things yeah there were we, so many other good things we need to spend more time with Haida because he is one of the best boys <laughs> <laughs> well we got to shift uh, into a different category because we have so much to talk about i think we just blew like 16 minutes on tv <laughs> and we i feel like i could go on for like an Five minutes. Jesus. I know. I mean, we could. Barry have a, was this year. Barry was the best thing a, I've uh, seen on HBO in like three or four years. We could have a show on every category, and <laughs> if we wanted to, but uh, that's too much work. Um, I think we can all agree though that BoJack was kind of our show of the year. Ah, uh, not mine. Honestly, I loved it, but I got to give it up to American Crime Story Versace Get Shot, which is not the official title of that show. I think it was the assassination assassination of Versace. That was my that was by far my show of the year. I remember watching it and thinking, nothing's gonna top this show this year. Nothing's gonna top this show this year, and I wound up being right. But BoJack came so close; it was um, stupid. I'm gonna give it BoJack and the uh, Venture Brothers just because. Oh man, I, I what a ride that was. Nurse Bojack, but but also um, Legends of Tomorrow continues to be the only reason that I actually switch my TV from my Chromecast to when I'm not TV. playing a game. <laughs> 
And I mean, it, I gotta go with Ryan too with Bojack and Venture Brothers. And I'm I'm thinking like on an overall like majority vote, I think Bojack kind of did yeah. win it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my num- my number three it. will be Castlevania. Yeah. So you like Castlevania? No, I think uh, <laughs> I think Devil May Cry Baby would kind of beats out Castlevania to me at least. See, I okay, read that I don't as want to spend too much time on it. Devil May Cry Baby. Devil May Cry Baby. I don't want to spend too much time on it because. Uh, we're going to move on to the next topic. As much as I like Devilman Crybaby, like, I don't know, or as much as I would say Devilman Crybaby is good, I had a lot of, like, weird issues with it that I'm not going to get into. I don't think it would have been, people would have considered it as groundbreaking of a show if it had came out 20 years ago, because all the things it did that were groundbreaking were commonplace in anime 20 years ago. But that's what I, that's what was so good about it, too. And I yeah. understand. I, I can I can already guess some of the issues, um, but I like that about it. It, it. it took you back to that old school anime. Yeah, it was a good throwback to like sex and violence anime. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, at the same anime. time, I felt like it was it's more of a statement world. on the lack <laughs> of that sort of thing. And I don't know. I liked it, but it was just kind of, from someone like me that mostly exclusively watches that kind of anime. I was just like, oh. Okay, yeah. yeah but cool. but uh, that music though, that the theme oh, song yeah. is really good. The, and the way they <laughs> used, uh, the way they used the hip hop was cool, like the uh, rapper dudes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I really, really, that was my favorite part of the show, honestly. Like more than anything. I liked it when they played Not the, the original. Sex. No. no, I'm just. Kidding. I like the so, original when they played the original so, uh, song on YouTube. The rapper dude is an actual Japanese rapper. Yep. He mm-hmm. actually really, I, I really love listening to him, Ken, uh, Ken the 390. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's real good. All right, well, let's shift gears into from the small screen to the big screen. Uh, tons of movies came out, too. And wow. it's funny that it's so late into the year, my, like, I, I think we're only going to take a small t- opportunity to talk each talk about a movie that we saw this year. That was really up up there for us. Um, I have to say, uh, Spider Verse. Spider Verse will be my top movie of the year. Um, one movie that I really like came out in the, earlier in the year, and it's almost kind of like BoJack to me, as it makes you look at yourself and you're not a great person. Is uh, Annihilation with Natalie oh, Portman yeah. and Oscar Isaac? That oh, movie yeah? was like, yeah, like when when you kind of realize a revelation in that movie and you're like man i feel like shit about myself <laughs> because be, i'm not gonna spoil i still haven't it. seen it yet yeah yeah no no i'm not gonna spoil what the revelation is but it's a very internalized thing that you have to face on on yourself and i'm like why am i why am i having to face this about myself the science fiction movie about a lovecraftian alien who who infests a lighthouse with me, Man. going back yeah. to the Spider-Verse movie, uh, it was everything I wanted from a Spider-Man movie. Yes. It was so perfect. It had that, you know, that feel-good kind of like hero overcomes everything that you would get in like the 90s movies. Kind of like a Mighty Ducks kind of style where, the you know, they all come together as a team, each one for like different attributes yeah. uh, and, and take over visuals, music. Everything was just perfect about it this is a hack thing to say but the movie has a lot of personality 
It I is. can't wait to watch it. I still haven't seen it yet. There's a lot of movies I didn't get to see this year because there was too many good movies. Yeah. Ocean's Eight came out this this year, this year, and I really liked it. It was the most low risk, um, low stakes Ocean's movie. Mm-hmm. But I, because you know they're just stealing the they're just stealing this um this necklace. But it was it was really fun, and it's yeah it was just just a fun movie. And I watched Rex, it like when you go, um, when you go watch Spider Verse Rex, I'll go with you and let's watch it in three D. That would be really great, and we should do that at some point over the winter break. I would like to do that. Awesome. Oh, it's in three D. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Oh. I watched it in normal 2D because I did you know. too, but now I really want to watch it in 3D. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not seen it yet, sadly. I really I want you though. I love 3D movies, and very few other people that I know like them. So yeah. I always take the opportunity to go watch a movie in 3D. So, and, and this year also we had adaptations of uh, Jumanji and Rampage that actually will both start The Rock. And actually, both scored <laughs> really high. On, fantastic. Yeah, I, I, they yeah. scored re- really high with critics, and I'm like, wow, that that actually happened. Ra- uh, Rampage. I saw, did I, you I, see? I saw neither of them, but Rampage is on HBO Go, so I will probably wind up watching it within the next week yeah. and report back because I'm really curious as to how that turned out. I've seen both of them. Um, I liked Jumanji a little bit better. It was just, it was a really like. <laughs> dumb funny kids movie rampage was also kind of ridiculous though okay See, i need to that's... watch it i kind of i kind of brushed it off because i thought it was just going to be a dumb crash grab cash grab movie but that's why i thought about jumanji and then i kept hearing good things about it then i went and it was really it. fun um him and uh, jack black um that movie that he did that is not goosebumps but is basically goosebumps this year Oh, the house with the clock. Yeah, house with the clock in the walls. That was. Really oh yeah. Cool. That was that. I really enjoyed that one. I have a big issue with the fact that 2018 feels like 2018 different years at one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's like, wait, fuck. When did this come out? Get out. Did that come out this year or last year? Last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because um, so, yeah, so we watched you, that in Seguin. Sorry to bother you on the other oh, Okay, Lord. I was waiting, waiting for everyone to say their piece before we got into Sorry to Bother You, because I have a lot to say about that movie. We Jesus don't have a lot Christ. of time, so you got to keep it short. There's so yeah, much I'll, to talk I'll, about I'll, that movie. I'll, I'll try, try to keep it short, because there Wait. is a lot to dissect in that movie. Well, here, here, here's the thing. I, I'm not opposed, Rex, to do a spoiler cast on Sorry to Bother You because there's a whole show that you can get out of that. Oh my god, there's two or three shows we could get out of that. It's fucking... If you're listening to this and you haven't watched Sorry to Bother You, watch it ASAP. It's on Hulu. If you hate capitalism, but you love late 2000s to early 2010s NBC comedies like 30 Rock, where there's a fuck ton of stuff going on at any given time, and if you blink or don't pay attention to it for like... More than a second, you'll miss like five jokes. No, you should like watch it immediately. Yes. Okay. It, I'll, I'll, ah, God, it was visually. Visually, it gave me like a early two thousand, late nineties vibe too. All right, I have not mm-hmm. seen, so I will watch it and we'll do that spoiler cast. And it's got like, oh my God, there's like body horror elements. It shifts into like hard sci-fi at one point. And so like the guy that, wild. oh, it's so wild. The guy that wrote and directed it. Um, have y'all ever listened to the band The Coup? No. 
Ah, oh, God. Oh, man, they were so good. They were uh, mostly active in the, like, mid to late 2000s. They are kind of like a Marxist version of the of Outcast. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, they're so fucking good. Like, they're, they're one of my favorite bands. The Wait, uh, C-O-U-P? Yeah, the C-O-U-P. They're on a Punkarama compilation in the 2000s, too. That's where I found them when I was, like, 14, and then it... That, it corrupted my innocence i guess but uh yeah it the guy who wrote and directed it was the uh singer and songwriter from that band okay and he uh he wrote the script while they were on tour in like 2012 and just kind of like things finally fell into place like a year or two ago where he was able to make the movie with the help of uh the sundance foundation and one of the guys that helped him with the visual design was actually uh, one of his best friends who also wrote and illustrated the uh, children's book, All of the Other Reindeer. Hmm. And if you go into the movie knowing that, you can kind of see that dude's like aesthetic all over the place. Like he designed like all the uh, like titles and everything. And oh, God, that was so, right. so, I'm so I'll join you all sport because I'm going to watch it shortly. It's tied with... Wait. Night is short. Walk on, girl. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I wanted to watch that too. Oh, yeah. I oh god! That so that one, Rhea and Tim and I went to go see it because uh, it only screened for like one night. Yeah, that's why I didn't catch it. <laughs> yeah, that was. It was another one of those movies where if you're not paying attention a hundred percent of the time, you're gonna miss so so many things. That's awesome. Like, it's packed with detail. I, I believe it was the same guy, the director that did Devil Man Crybaby, actually, that well, did the, that. The style, just by, like, the trailers, looks very similar. Yeah, much... Yeah, super flat, kind of... Much more high-budget-looking version of that, but with all the sex and violence to replace with wholesomeness. Oh, okay. Uh, I yeah. don't want to watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, Devil, it, Devil Man Crybaby had a lot of, like, negative space, and you're like, huh. They kind of save money here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really fun, and that one is coming out on Blu-ray in like three weeks. I pre-ordered it as soon as it went up, and nice. I might pick I'm that up really too, then. excited to watch it. It's only going to be like twenty bucks, and it comes with DVD and digital too. Sweet. Oh, nice. So, right. but yeah, those really two cool. were my favorite movies that came out this year that I watched. My favorite movie that I watched this year. <laughs> Was uh, we also went a few weeks after that? Uh, Rhea and I did to go see Perfect Blue in theaters, oh, and I hadn't nice. seen that. And I, I have it on DVD, but I hadn't seen it in about a decade, and I'd never seen it in theaters before. I didn't think I would ever get the chance to, and I never thought in my wildest dreams it would be licensed again. And seeing that now, as an adult, and not like as a 13 year old that just wants to see anime titties on a uh, encore at night. Um, vastly different, but still very horrifying. If not much more horrifying experience now, it becomes more real. Yeah. And especially <laughs> in today's like, God, the, the stalking that Mima gets in that movie feels so quaint to what happens every day to like random girls on the internet who, decide to speak their mind about it's before the internet well technically with um perfect blue yeah like i mean it's early 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 internet but yeah it's just so quaint and it just kind of puts like 
that was that's what was most chilling about it to me like watching it in 2018 like as a almost 30 year old man was like it how quaint it felt compared to like the shit that I see on like Twitter go down oh. every day. Oh. That's I was, before we started recording, I was talking about these beers called Before the Internet that B fifty two makes. What if they make a Before the Internet perfect blue beer? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. Well, we got also we're a nerd podcast, so we got to mention that you know Thanos and Snap and blah well, blah I, blah. I was gonna say, um, since we're out of time for the movie part, we're just gonna default Chris's favorite movie to Ready Player One. Ha! Oh, oh fuck! No. That came out this year. No. Yes. Which Why? That was a bad movie. It was much, much, much better than the source book, but yeah, that's the book is still because... not saying much. I mean, I, we find I... it was a hundred percent less transphobic. I'll give it that. Yes, a hundred percent less transphobic. So that's cool. And just because my nerdness, I I love that I finally got to see you know. RX-70A, a Gundam, freaking on the big screen for the full glory of fighting Gundam. Huh? I dozed off. I honestly did. I still haven't watched it yet. There's just been too many movies this year. Like, the list of movies that I wanted to see that came out this year is longer than the list of movies that I got actually got to see. Yeah, like, I still uh, haven't watched 8th Grade. I haven't watched Suspiria. Oh, I didn't um, watch 8th Grade. Freaking yeah. That one's uh, on video on demand now. Suspiria should be shortly. Um, God, I'm trying to think of what else came out this year that I wanted to see. I still haven't seen Avengers. Yeah, that's cool. I don't. I don't really <laughs> care a... about. We all know how I feel about comic book movies, so that's not a surprise. But yeah, uh, that and you, you know the memes, so you know. Yeah, what I know, I know yeah, what happened. Black Chris... Panther was the only superhero movie worth the. Which happened this year, which is yeah. Pretty... Wait, what'd you say, Chris? That was the only one. It was the only superhero movie, honestly, worth a damn. Excuse yeah, me, yeah I haven't seen Spider Verse yet. I I watched Black Panther. Well, I mean, like live action. Black uh, Clansman you, came out this year, and I didn't see that yet. You didn't watch Venom, Chris? That was worth... No, that wasn't. But what is? That, what was your movie was, of the that year? That was worth a fap. <laughs> what, was, <laughs> what was your... I, I know what you're referring to, but anyways. <laughs> what was your movie of the year? Fuck, I really didn't have a movie of the year. I just, just kind of was like, oh, here's movies, and I kind of went on. I was really watching more TV than anything and right. stuff. So we'll just default it to Ready Player One then. No, let's default it to Black Panther. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's a better better choice. Yeah. Um, so we've got two more sections, and one of them is going to take a lot of time. But uh, books and comic books. You know, I, I like someone on the on our list post posted a LOL. I don't read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've kind of felt that way, uh, mainly because it's like the literary literary medium has been like uh, turned into like let's make the the better screenplay. It has okay, but I do want to give a shout out to. It was a really great year. If you are me and you like not self published nonfiction about video games. <laughs> oh yeah, no no. Like God, uh, where's my phone? I will go down my list of like Kindle things I read. Easily, and I didn't even talk about this in the group chat because it's one of those things like I don't even know how I'm going to explain this to people. I'm not even going to try to explain it right now. Um, there is a book I read that Boss Fight put out called uh, Soft and Cuddly. 
and I believe it came out this year, if not late last year. Uh, Boss Fight Books, they do, uh, they get like writers, usually game journalists or uh, other journalists, they get to write a book about a game. And uh, Jarrett Cobert wrote about uh, Soft and Cuddly, which is an old, old ZX Spectrum game from the 80s, like uh, British Microcomputer. It's the one of the longest of the boss fight books, and he goes into not just the game itself, but uh, the overall like economic climate of early '80s England that allowed the ZX Spectrum and like homebrew programmers to flourish, mm-hmm. and how it relates to, uh, among other things, imperialism and the modern capitalist nightmare. Whoa. And it's fucking brilliant. Like, that was my favorite thing I've read. This year was my favorite thing I've read in a long time. Going through my Kindle, other cool things that came out uh, that were self-published, that were nonfiction about video games. There was uh, Hardcore Gaming 101 put out a lot of books. I read a book called Game of X that was about the creation of the original Xbox, where I learned a lot of, like, interesting things. Um... I need to check out these boss fight books. I need to read the Chrono Trigger one. World of Warcraft. Good. I liked uh, my second favorite was Bible Adventures, where the guy (laughs) that wrote it actually went and tracked down people that worked at Wisdom Tree. Nice. And, like, interviewed them. And it was less about the game Bible Adventures and more about uh, Wisdom Tree itself. Mm. That one was really good. Also, the NBA Jam one, uh, that one still hasn't been published yet, but Kotaku published an excerpt from it about a year ago, and it sounds really good, and the guy that wrote it, we actually follow each other on Twitter, and he's still, like, very, he's very, very heavily ingrained in that, like, uh, 90s Chicago, like, midway scene, and he's friends with, like, all those developers and stuff now, and he's constantly, like, tweeting all this really cool information, not just about, like, the development of NBA Jam, but, uh, Mortal Kombat, Revolution X, and stuff, and I'm really excited for that one. Mm. All right, yeah, I'll, look. I'll probably pick up a couple on Kindle. They're like well, five bucks a pop, so that's yeah. Be. The Earthbound one's good too, and the Final Fantasy one that uh, one of the Kotaku guys did. I can't remember. It was the one that I don't particularly like, but I begrudgingly like his uh, boss fight book. Well, my favorite reading this year was my 1200th reading. Of Maddox's The Alphabet of Manliness. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I read Tobia this year. So, 12 I mean, Steps to right. Everyday Life. <laughs> I read Tomie this year. So, I, mean, I, I, but... I read that this year, too. Yeah. I just uh, read a lot of articles. Like... I I actually read everything Junji Ito made this year. Really? Oh, man. Yeah, I read it all in about two weeks. Oh, I mean, there's a manga, so it's a quick read. But yeah. uh, with um, Junji Ito, you got to be very, very deliberate because that's how he wants you to read, to kind of be afraid of the next page. Yeah, but it was so good. And I I did watch, because I did that earlier this year, I watched the, uh, and I forgot this came out this year, Yeah, uh, going did... back to TV, Junji Ito collection, which I tried so hard to like. I didn't watch it just because what you said about it, so I kind of got scared away from it. Yeah, the, <laughs> first, 
the first two episodes were really cool and I was really excited about it because it was Junji Ito but animated and I was like yeah and I knew that they were kind of shit at the time but I was just really excited but once that honeymoon phase wore off it became a chore to watch and they didn't even drop the last like two episodes which were Tomy episodes which were only like half the length of the normal episodes which made them suck even more they didn't even drop those till the summer and they were not good speaking of which i want to say that i read to me on like my kindle and there's something about you've i'd rather people read junji ito stuff on like paper Mm -hmm. because the actual act of flipping the page is just is so much better than you know tapping yeah because i read god i read geo geo was one of the first manga that i ever read actually it was like 13 or 14 and I read that on paper, and I just remember being horrified because, like you said, it's scary to turn the next page. And when I blazed through Junji Ito's stuff uh, this year, I read it on my phone, and it just not the same. Like, it's I read not. a lot of comics on my phone. Actually, just in general, I do 90% of my reading on my phone. Like, I'm still in school, and I buy digital copies of my textbooks. Hey. Every semester, because it's easier to search through. I I bought maybe three physical books this year, and one of them was a zine (laughs) that I still haven't even looked at because it's a physical book, and I do all my reading on my phone. Yeah, Uh, yeah, reading is for losers. (laughs) Now, um, I I do really want to get back to reading because I just kind of stopped, and I guess it's like work and. Uh, as, as as at the same time we've been saying this year seems so long but it's so quick at the same time yeah it's yeah. such a weird like time paradox yeah. um <laughs> uh moving on to video games which is going to be like another 30 minutes i guess yeah yeah uh let's start off with the obvious smash brothers came out and i think all of us here have it yes. yeah yeah uh, i Honestly, okay, I don't really have anything to say about Smash Bros. Because I feel like there's so much Smash Bros. on discourse on the internet. like, And we all play a lot of it. And the general consensus is that it's good. It's fun. Like, Rhea and I play it all the time. And Jimmy and I play it all the time. The weekend it came out, like, God, fucking... I probably put at least 40 hours into it the weekend it came out you're probably one of the elite few that got unlocked all the characters before the uh patch (laughs) yeah i was i came close i unlocked the last three that i needed uh after the patch dropped Mm. i felt a lot of pressure because like we have people over all the time to like play games and stuff and i was like shit i need to unlock all the characters before anybody comes over and i mean of course that didn't happen because like the day after, I was, like, sick as a dog to, like, the night it launched. And I was going to have people over, but I didn't. Like, of course, like, the night after it launched, like, Jimmy came over and we played for 10 hours straight, just about. And then the next night we did the same thing. And then, like, repeat the process, like, throughout the week and everything. I got them faster than I think any of us. Yeah, I've not even unlocked any of I mean, I've unlocked, like, 10. <laughs> Jimmy's little brother got like them all the on the first night but i mean it's like with you know having like a 12-hour shift job and and stuff so i couldn't be able i wasn't able to do a lot i Um, mean i have two jobs and i was sick and i I I still did it but like 
It was fucking. Guys. It, it killed me. There was one night. There was one night where I had to work in the afternoon. Yeah, well, I and I came in boss, so tired uncle. because I was like, I was like, I got four hours of sleep because I played Smash all night trying to unlock everybody, and my coworkers were like, "It's three in the afternoon. What the fuck?" Well, my uncle that works at Nintendo had me unlock Gino as the 76 fighter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think general consensus is it's Smash, it's good, it's nice we know, to have We knew it, it was going to be good, and yeah. it's, not a, it's not a surprise to us. But you know what was a surprise? Fucking Tetris effect. At oh, least for Lord. me. Man, I... God, that made me ill just watching you guys play. So we've talked about Tetris effect, uh, I think, like, a while ago and saying how good it was and stuff. Ryan, how was the experience going from like just playing it to playing it in VR? VR, it's it it does add a lot to it. Um, it, it blocks the distractions. It kind of put it puts you into the um, flow mood much much faster. So you you kind of your 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 hand work works with your eyes and brain more in concert. As weird as that as as that sounds, but yeah, no, it's 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 so much better. It. It kind of sold me on VR. So if that if the PlayStation um, um, Four VR comes on sale about um, one ninety nine again, I'd probably pick it up. Man, I was gonna tell you, but but for uh, when by the time I saw it, it was sold out. QVC was selling them for like ninety eight dollars two Jesus. nights ago. <laughs> it lasted fifteen minutes. It came with uh, Borderlands Two and Beat Saber and two PlayStation Move controllers. Wait, Borderlands Two is a VR? Yeah, yep. it just came Whoa. out. Uh, or just... no, it comes out tomorrow. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come with any. Of, it's full price, but it doesn't come with any of the DLC. Wow. Yeah. Randy Pitchford. And it doesn't have multiplayer either. They 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 need to fund Borderlands Three somehow. <laughs> they they do. Um, I'm gonna save the Randy Pitchford bashing for later when we talk about our failure of the year. Because <laughs> I've also... got some, I got some thoughts about that man. Uh, there's Quiet Man that came yes. out. I I knew that we were going to talk about this going into uh, the show when Jesus was like, hey, we're doing a best of 2018 show. I was like, fuck, we're going to talk about The Quiet Man at some point because actually, and The Quiet Man has only been out for about a month, but it feels like an eternity ago. It, it, we were originally going to do at one point, or at least I wanted to do, a full episode just on the quiet man breaking the entire thing down because there is a lot to dig into in this game we all play like pretty much i'm pretty sure everybody on the show right now played it i played uh, it and i played it halfway through yeah, with I sound it either. And, and it, it was excruciating it was more excruciating than without sound yeah i didn't finish I it. Stand it i didn't finish it without sound i remember because the night it came out uh, Jimmy and I had made plans months prior to like, hey, when the Quiet Man comes out, and this is an important part of the story because before the Quiet Man came out, we were all talking about the Quiet Man and making jokes about the Quiet Man for months because at Square Enix's E3 thing, they dropped that trailer, which was fucking terrible. Was such an and then oddity. it led to us making jokes about it all the fucking time. Like our group chat was filled with Quiet Man jokes. Like, in real life, we were making, like, quiet man jokes all the time. It's, and It leads to hype. It's, like, psychological, like, I'm talking about it so much that I need it now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll never forget. There was, like, a couple days after E3, 
like me and Rhea and Jimmy were at the grocery store, like talking about like what we thought about E3. And I made I said something like derogatory about the quiet man. And Jimmy was like, you know, though, we're still talking about it and we're probably going to buy and play that game at launch night. And I think that was good advertising. And I was like, fuck, you're right. You're right. And you know what? That night we all we all bought it. I think, Ryan, you're the first to like get it and actually play. I actually beat it all in one night. I was like, this is going to this is a movie and I want to play it like a movie. And it gets ridiculous and insane that towards the end, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who wants to suffer through it. But and then I can't wait to suffer through it, honestly. Oh, yeah, man. no, it's, it's that's terrible. what I thought, too, because I was at work when Ryan was playing and I had to do the holiday rollout at Starbucks that night. And I remember Juniper like, lattes. Yeah, uh, I remember Ryan. I want to suffer through that also. Like, like giving us play by play of it, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't wait to get home. I can't wait to get home and play the Quiet Man." Yeah, I get so- home at like one a.m. and like Jimmy and I started it, and by started it, I mean I played through all of it while he watched because he didn't want to play it because it it's, it's the Quiet so Man. It is. It is. Action it was not. Not fun. It is the action director of Yakuza, and I played a shit ton of Yakuza. I played oh, Zero, yeah, One, <laughs> Kiwami One, and Kiwami Two this year, and mm-hmm. it was broken as hell. And was wait, was Zero this year too? Uh, oh, Zero was last year. Was last year. It came out on okay. PC this year, and I'm going to yeah. talk about that uh, after we're done with Quiet Man. Yeah, but I uh, yeah, but it's it the whole my whole problem is this. if 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 you are in the point of view of the Quiet Man, why can't you hear a thing? He's supposed to understand, and he like nods his head. And you know what? That long ass like eight minute like scene where you talk to Tyler Perry, drug dealer. Oh the man! Quiet, the quiet man <laughs> responds. He says yes. He he says a couple of words, nods, and I was like, this is ridiculous. It's I, like you're like third person who can't hear. Yeah. I remember, like, we got to that particular cutscene, and keep in mind there are more cutscenes like that before that, but that particular cutscene that's, like, ten minutes long where Tyler Perry, drug dealer, like, gives his big speech, I remember we were just watching it, and I was like, wow, this is a game that exists. Like, someone put this out, and at this point it was, like, four in the morning, and we were just, like... We were in an awe that this even made it to. This even came out, and then the whole thing about how they released the uh, sound to the game as DLC a week later, which, which think, they teased when you beat it. Yeah, and I think that was a bullshit move. Personally, if I was Square Enix, I would have put it off for a lot longer than that. It's obvious they knew that the game was gonna bomb. But, the but they is, should have at least put it out like later to kind of give more of a suspense I, to it because we would probably still be talking about the Quiet Man. Yeah. But like, I, if they had waited I longer. Stand, I could not stand it with sound. It was it was terrible. It was, oh, I heard it was terrible. worse. I heard it gets more racist and more stupid, yes. like with the yeah. sound. And oh, I watched man. like a few of the cutscenes on YouTube and. Yeah, just yeah, watch. I'm not just watch the cutscenes on YouTube. Don't don't sit through it because. Yeah. Okay. Because don't play the game, please. Because don't get fighting it again, I put it on the hardest difficulty, and then, and then the game got broken, so I put it on the lower difficulty, and I still don't want to play through that again. And it had two of the worst menus that I've ever seen <laughs> in a game like in my life. Lights. When uh, I first booted it up, I actually exited out on accident, <laughs> trying to start the game. 
<laughs> and I looked in. I do this thing because I played it on. Well, I played it on Steam Link through my PC. Um, but uh, I do this thing every time I play a game on PC. I always go to the options menu first, see what video options there are, and like make sure I'm like up and running smooth before I actually start the game. Uh, there's no the, you can't even navigate the options menu. You have to kind of like figure it out yeah. in a way like, that's what is really this neon stupid. sign? Is this the light? Is it the fight? It was it. It was. It was terrible. To be honest, okay. To be honest, like I bought it. I wasn't off until like a couple of days later, and then I was like, man, this I've had a very stressful day. So I was playing uh, just Overwatch, kind of de-stress. But in the process, I got intoxicated. And I'm like, I'm tired of Overwatch, you know, and I went into The Quiet Man. It took me 30 minutes to try to navigate the menu, and then I just gave up. Yep. I believe it. You didn't, yeah. honestly, you didn't miss anything. They you, don't even you tell really, you how you fight. <laughs> yeah, they don't tell you how you fight. I could not figure out how to do I got the achievement for the counter completely on accident, and I thought that the uh, super move was just a lock-on. Yes. For like half of the game. Because that's oh, no. what it is I, in Yakuza. Yeah. I and paid then, money for it, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. Like I think uh Y'all. I know in two thousand nineteen we talked about streaming. We're probably gonna stream it anyways just because oh, Y'all, man. we all paid money for it. Square Enix got like sixty dollars or eighty dollars from us. Like and it hurts so bad. And I knew going into it, like and one of my coworkers it was even like, Why don't you spend that money on like an indie dev that could like actually like eat off that and, and if you've ever listened to our show or like talk to me in real life you know that i'm very big on like giving indie devs money because it is we, like we do that anyways food situation and i was like but yeah the quiet man something else came out the day of the quiet man that i actually wanted to play and i don't even remember what it was and i feel Really bad for that game. Candice Bebe 2 came out. God, I feel real shitty about this because I interact with the developer in real life. Or not in real life. Well, as far as like real life you can get on Twitter. Candice Bebe 2 came out like a week after and I've only put 30 minutes into it. He's probably Candace listening to you and he's probably going to hate you now. I know. I'm, I'm real sorry, <laughs> Candice Bebe. Um, I, 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 I try and do my part to advertise your product. I bought a Deep Space Waifu uh, fantasy because I own all those dumb things, and even though like I don't, I don't even put the nude patch on there. I just play it because I have a lot of fun with it. Um, it, it it's just like the trashiest, dumbest like fantasy adventure game with shmup added in. I put the nude oh. patch on because uh, I play a lot of a lot of naked games, <laughs> and uh, I. I couldn't really, like, I also play a lot of Shumps. Actually, I spent a lot of time uh, this year. I got a Switch this year, and I played a lot of Gunbird and uh, Arrow Fighters 3 on the Switch this year, which is fine. But uh, I couldn't get a hold of Deep Space Waifu Fantasy the way I could with the other ones. Like, the bullet patterns were just, I don't know what's going on with them. I know, no, I, I, I get what you mean. They weren't as well um, thought out as they were in the other ones. Like, I beat the first one on hard in one sitting, and Deep Space Waifu Fantasy handed me my ass, like, five minutes in. And it's just... not that they're not thought out. Uh, it's They added uh, two enemies that are, like, just bullet sponges. Mm-hmm. And you can't, have, uh, you can't really have those in, like, a shmump like that and expect it to be balanced. 
Also, Super Seducer was this year. Oh, Super- that was this year. Yeah. yeah. I, Holy wow. Shit. I, I regrettably spent money on that, too, well after it wow. came out because I, one night we were drinking. I know you bought it, too. I just watched I, one night we were drinking. It was me and Rhea and Jimmy and Tim. And Rhea wanted to play it really bad. So... I went ahead and bought it, and we played through it, and that is, I mean, I've got some really, like, weird mixed nuanced feelings about the game. It is a fun game, and with Super Seducer 2, which also came out this year. There's a second one? There is a second one, and they tried to be a lot more inclusive, with the content, like they actually have one where you're a girl and you try and pick up dudes, and it was written by girls. Holy shit! And there's Super Seducer Three coming out. Yes. So. Oh my god. I mean, Jeez. at the end of the day, do I feel bad about spending money on Super Seducer? I, I really <laughs> do. <laughs> there's a screenshot on the store for Super Seducer Two. Where it's him adjusting his glasses while there's some girl bent over in front of him. I yeah, I know they're trying, like they're trying to lean into the haha, it's a joke now. Uh, and even in Super it? Seducer One, like even though like there's DLC of like pickup artist stuff that you can buy, like they very much like try and lean into haha, this is just kind of funny. But I mean it's very much like uh I don't know. Got some gross feelings about spending money on that one. Uh, I do, but still, there. The way that I see it, it's like, well, I mean, there are guys that actually believe all that stuff. Oh yeah, there are. Actually believe it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it it makes me laugh to see that someone can actually want to be that way, even on the worst decisions. There's people that will like, yeah, think it's cute to jerk off in front of someone when it's really not. Louis C.K. <laughs> it's only cute if uh you know everyone consents to it yeah yeah, yeah. Just, you know, just talk to somebody just talk just talk to them come on you don't need to trick people to like you if you do you're an asshole unless you know magic tricks is really kind of cool oh yeah i guess yeah do magic tricks <laughs> also speaking of games like that um just a real quick nod uh Faku translated and released Honey Select this year. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That that was this year. That's... Wait, wait, wait. No, we, we're we're getting like, a lot of radio silence. Like so I should probably yeah. explain what Honey Select yeah, is. Yeah, it's not. Honey it's Select nothing... is a uh, it's a straight waifu. up hentai game where you make a waifu and. Just have sex, and that's the game. There's light ver- visual novel elements, and there's a really large fan community for this game that like swaps and trades waifus and. and oh, I'm watching. Uh, oh my there's god. There's a lot of like Balzette, when Balzette happened this year. There was a lot of Balzette on Honey Select, and they launched it at sixty dollars, which is probably a bad idea for a game that has been widely pirated over the last like three or four years, but. You know, it you came know out this year, and I out? feel like I need to talk about it because it it is worth playing if you want to, if you like character customization or sex games. You know, you know what did come out also this year, and now I'm not surprised that I saw it like advertising in huge ways at Mitsuri. Mm. Is that Destiny Child? 
Oh yeah. The what? D- Destiny's Child is a game. Not Destiny's Child. It's Destiny Child. Ah. What, what what is that? It's basically kind of like a uh, card game, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A hentai card game. Yeah. Yeah. It's just full of like uh, waifus and stuff. Also, there was a hentai version of Road Redemption that either came out or was announced this year because uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. it was a good good year for like sex games, honestly. Because uh, Road Redemption, like the the the, the, the Road Rash, the, the Road the Rash game Rash is a hentai version of that. Sequel. Yeah, Notaku is like trying to pay for developers to make versions of their games with sex in them, and they paid the road redemption devs and they did it and they added like romance options and road redemption huh yeah that's hilarious well i played mirrors and that game was fucked up (laughs) yeah i still haven't gotten to that one because i don't own a copy and it seems like don't don't do it it's pretty fucked up it was like it was like huh this is a shitty shitty uh honey pop but (laughs) um but yeah it, it it's like you know it makes Honey Pop look soft core. Yeah. Yeah, really I've, heard, I've heard core. some stuff in detail. And and I actually like the girls in Honey Pop way better because they're funny. And well, the, they're written well. They're yeah. written very well. This one is just like, hey, look at this. Like, look at this. Um, uh, your stereotypical, uh, whatchamacallit, priest girl from, from your freaking shrine girl, shrine maiden. And now there's tentacles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now watch her be overly inseminated. Yes. I and think... Like, yeah. And then the, the god that destroys Tokyo explodes from her. It was disgusting. <laughs> but what's great about it, though, what's really great about it, though, is the, it's a censorship. And instead of, you know, showing everything, they have, like, a really funny screaming buddy, which I really, really like. <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> it, it, right, it, makes, so it makes the sex scenes hilarious. It's a quick funny, moment, though, to think, like, uh... um, real quick, I do want to say, like, Last year when we did this version of the show, like the tooth best of 2017, I, and in 2016, I mentioned something about how I would be catching up on the games from that year for like ever. And mostly this year, like I was going through my uh, Steam purchases before we started the show to try and figure out what I played this year. One, I didn't buy a whole lot of games, and two, what I bought were PC re-releases of console games that had come out like Prior to this year, like I spent a lot of time playing Yakuza Zero, and that was one of the best games I've ever played. I finally played Near Automata this year, and that was phenomenal. Uh, Sunset Overdrive is probably my favorite game of the generation, and I, of this generation, I didn't play it until like two weeks ago because it I, didn't come out on PC why until did two it weeks fail? ago. Sunset because Overdrive, the Xbox. Yeah, what yeah. On Xbox? Nobody, nobody bought the Xbox. Yeah, nobody bought the Xbox One at first, and it had really bad performance on the Xbox one. Uh, like it runs at less than 1080p and frequently it's locked at 30 frames per second on Xbox one, on but it frequently, yeah, it's 60 on PC. It's unlocked on PC. Actually, I played at 120, but, uh, okay. yeah, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, frequently drops into the tens and twenties on Xbox. That's why. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, going going back to like, you know, how much you bought, how much you played. I mean, that happens to all of us, especially growing up. I mean, I don't think 
and, and revisiting games that we've already played. Like with me, I play a lot of Overwatch. Yeah. And I still play it. Yeah. You know, I got back into it thing. this year. It was great. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm glad Ryan's getting back into it. I actually play played a me. match before recording and I won. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, things like it's, I think it's a natural, natural progression. It's, and just to this avalanche of games and you wanting to get everything is just human nature. Yeah, I mean, um, that's the thing. I didn't get half of what I want, but I did play way more than I have. I've been busier this year than I have in past years, and I played way more games than I have the last couple of years. Like, I was in the group chat earlier, we mentioned, like, I spent two or three months straight playing Burnout Revenge on Xbox 360. God, that game is so good. It's so good. I played uh, Dante's Fuck Inferno. Remake, yeah, the, fuck the remake. I don't like Burnout Paradise in general. Uh, Dante's yeah. Inferno from 10 years ago on Xbox 360. I played <laughs> that for the first time this year, and that was... Like that, that game sure is a game. <laughs> it really, really is. I'll talk about it later or write something about it or something when I like play... Like finish uh, it up, but man, that that there's a lot to talk about that game. Let's take a quick moment though, right now, to kind of each one of us talk real quick about uh, our game of 2018 because there's a lot of stuff that came out. Uh, Ryan, I Uh, can um, already imagine what it is. Um, dude, I I, probably if I have to pick one, it is um Kiwami Two Yakuza Kiwami (laughs) Two because that was like I got obsessed with the game and um i even cosplayed as majima because that was that was pretty fun but uh it and everyone says of all the yakuza people that two is the most popular six was kind they had a lot of problems with six and they corrected it in two and it was like one of the best remakes of a game ever and it and it just looks super beautiful um that is possibly the most fun i've had and 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 realized that i played zero and one right before that and it still felt good yeah i need to get on that because if i'm at zero i'm halfway through kiwami one yeah and i even started the this is the north star game which is really fun too um nurse what's yours um i've mostly been playing games on my phone (laughs) is it is it uh is it uh, that smt game on the phone yeah i was about to say that came out this year and we had a good time playing that for a few weeks. yeah that that one came out and that was fun i had a really hard time though because um those phone those games don't really um my phone is a nice phone but my carrier sucks fuck you sprint <laughs> oh yeah sprint sucks. a lot yeah t-mobile is uh, where it's at yeah but um oh, i've been playing <laughs> I've been playing some other games with like the gotcha mechanics where they're not as like driving you to spend money. Um, amazingly enough, the Assassin's Creed Rebellion game. I saw that you were playing. Oh yeah, that. I still need to play that. It's it's really fun. It's more like a turn-based RPG kind of game. Yeah, speaking of which, I heard Odyssey is like an RPG, and I've not played it. Huh. Yeah, I still want to play that. They, they, and, they said uh, they really witchered it up. And I've been playing uh, Pixel Starships, which is apparently a beta on uh, Android. That one's kind of hmm. cute. Um, I have Jesus, and he runs my shields. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, for me, I think it's been... I think Lethal League Blaze won it out. I uh, wish more people would play it, but 
Uh, I've been a fan of Lethal League since the first one, and uh, when Blaze came out, it just updated everything. And to me, I think it was it was a little bit more popular. It actually could be part of like the the competitive fighting game community, and not just because the more you play it, the more technical it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the artwork, the the smoothness of it is just amazing. And it's like it's baseball with Smash, so that's like straight up my alley. And then, of course, the music is uh, done by the guy that did, like, the Jet Set Radio the, stuff. Hideki Naganuma. Yep. Yeah. So it's all rolled into what I like. It's a quick game. There's even story modes this time. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll pick it up. And, yeah, I mean, I follow yeah, Naganuma on, on Twitter. And he's a, really, he's, a, he's really chill on Twitter. And he always gets excited when people, like, you know, re- recognize his stuff. Yeah, he did music yeah. for that game Hover that came out on everything, too. That's, like, a multiplayer, like, Jet Set Radio Parkour game. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, Blaze is worth checking out. Uh, would love to like play with you guys one day because I know I remember we used to play the first one and we had a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I think this one just had improves it a little bit more. You're, you're the only um, one on my Steam list that has it. <laughs> wow, yeah, I bought it first day. Yeah. I think that's that's what came out when Quiet Man came out too. Yeah, and no, that is the like, one. That is the one that I couldn't remember. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, fuck it, I, I need to get it, it's, it's Blaze, it's Lethal League. Yeah, because I really wanted that, and I got Quiet Man instead, because I felt like I had to play it, and it was yeah. a poor fucking idea. Hey, wait, um, we've at least played it, but I can tell people we played it. That's true. Real quick, now, Rex? To, yeah. um, so I already mentioned uh, Sunset Overdrive, even though it came out in 2013 or 14, um, my favorite game of the year by far, if not my favorite favorite game of the gen um i want to give a quick shout out to shinmu 1 and 2 hd which is another game that came out in the past that just came out on modern systems um when that came out it was very glitchy and i know like everybody knows the famous donkey video where it's like it hasn't aged well Mm -hmm. i beg to differ like graphically of course it's not the showstopper so showstopper that it was like back in 99 2000 2001 whenever it came out gameplay wise though it has aged so well and i wish that more games had ripped it off because Mm -hmm. uh it's very refreshing and how not video gamey it feels like at the heart of the game is a detective story and instead of like it leading you where you need to go you just get a journal that you write in and you just kind of have to piece it together and go talk to people and go visit places and check them out and stuff. And it feels very refreshing from pretty much every other game that I've been playing for the last decade where it's like, go to this spot that we tell you to go, go to this spot. There's no like mini map or anything like every other open world game. So you have to kind of like remember where places are, even in the journal, it just says, take a left at such and such street, take a right at da 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 street. And I don't know, it was a good, fun, refreshing moment. I had not, like, I've played the intro to Shinmu a few times since it released, but I haven't, like, played more than, like, an hour or two, not even an hour or two, I haven't played more than, like, 30 minutes of it since it originally came out, and I was in elementary school. So (laughs) it was really fun, like, going back as an adult and seeing, oh, hey, this game actually has aged just as well as i remembered it being as a kid because that doesn't happen often if ever 
We're gonna talk about nice. games that that got re-released. Um, shout out to Diablo Three on the Switch, which I played so too much of, and I think it's the perfect one of the perfect places to play it on. And it, I think, it has to be one of the like must-have games on the Switch. Actually, oh, get you ready for Diablo also, Infinite, boy. Speaking yeah. of Switch, <laughs> just really, really quick, and then I promise I'll be done. SNK Heroines, I also begrudgingly spent a lot of time in. I, I have to, no worry. It, I, and it's it's so repetitive though, and I kind of feel bad. I actually like it. Like once you get to like higher levels of play, like I pretty much I forced everybody that came over like the first week or two it came out to play it with me. Once you get good at it, like matches only last maybe twenty thirty seconds, and there's just a lot of like if you fuck up once, it's it's over. It's fun. Like I really like it. It should have been. That should have been my game of the year, but they fucked it up so bad with making it to where all the girls in the game are, like, forced to be there, like, without their consent, and then making all the character art reflect that and making them just be, like, really embarrassed all of that's, the time. That's it's terrible. gross. Oh, it, it's you, really bad. There is a lot of Ryan, discourse about it. The story, like, the story is basically some pervert capturing them. Yeah, and forcing them to wear those costume like costumes they don't like, so he can like get off to it. It's really gross. It's really, really, really fucking out of character for S and K and King of Fighters because they've always had like one of the things that attracted me to that franchise years and years ago because I've always been a huge King of Fighters fan since I was like a preteen. One of the things that attracted me to that franchise was like, oh, wow, all these characters, there's like a lot of strong female characters and that's really cool. And putting them in a situation like that was just, it felt really gross. A lot yeah, of people on the internet felt gross about it to the point where they didn't buy the game. The discourse around the game was really bad that first week. Cause, and then after the first week, nobody talked about it again, really, even though they've still been putting out DLC like constantly for it. Um, at least like, the girl, every the... time anybody tried to bring that up on the internet, there would always be, like, tons and tons of gamer gators swarming it. Like, brr, it's a service, a story, brr, brr. All these people that didn't care about King of Fighters before the waifu game came Don't out. And this wasn't even the first asshole. waifu game that they've done. Yeah. Like, this was technically a sequel to SNK yeah. Gals Fighter, which came out in the late the 90s. Yeah. That did the... Uh, it was uh, Neo Geo Pocket, actually. Oh, Neo Geo Pocket. Yeah. They did they right. made that game 20 years ago without all the creepy, like, non-consent stuff, and it was great. At least, I was going to say, at least the Dead or Alive um, women got, they were tricked to go to the island, and they were like, oh, this is not a tournament. Well, fuck Let's it, I'm going to go on vacation. Time. Yeah, when you get there, it's fun. Like, I've always, yeah. <laughs> I've always loved those games. Honestly, like, I've bought all of them, but the people that play them the most are like, girls that come over and they're like oh hey it's fun i've always equated those games as like you're the digital version of a sleepover with your like best friends because that's what they feel like it's not like a purview oh, i'm gonna jack off to this game it's a and it was one of the best volleyball games i've ever played it was they're fun they're like oddly wholesome they're, they're good games the only reason the only way you'd find anything erotic of it is if you automatically think of like boobs and tits and bikinis is erotic all right. SNK Gals Fighters just felt uh, gross and exploitative, and I feel really gross after playing it. And it's you like, should. Yeah, like you, you put it on, and people are like, "Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to play this." And it's like, "Eh, 
yeah, I know. I don't want to play this either, but I, I, SNK, I wanted to think that maybe it would be better than the advertising made it to be, and it wasn't, and it really disappointed. Really, really fucking disappointed in that game. We went through all our media. We got rid of what everybody else is doing, so this is the uh, normal part of 2018. Stay tuned for next week. Uh, we're going to be dealing into... The shit show that was two thousand. The whole the entire it? decade. Oh the, god, the entire it, it yeah. Was, that was what yeah. a what a year it's been. And when we when we talk about shit shows, there's a lot of uh, controversies, failures, and stuff that Good happened. Good things and, too. If you think SNK heroines was bad, wait until you find <laughs> out what happened in real life. God. <laughs> you know why you're not going to a day for night? I yeah, mean, there's so much more to dig into. Though. Yeah. yeah. Paper Night, Anime Matsuri, so, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, so uh, on behalf of all of us, good night, Space City. <laughs>